Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Mary, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here and for you to share your conversion story and how the Eucharist healed you. So I'm super, super excited for today. Me too. Me too, Whitney. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's going to be so fun to get to chat and just learn more about your story. Um, So before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Uh, Yes. Uh, So my name is Mary Fauché. Um, I am a wife and a stay-at-home, work-from-home mom of two insane but wonderful toddlers um, and a Catholic convert and a Catholic small business owner. Awesome. Yes, I'm excited to hear your story and just how the Lord worked um, through, you know, just through your life. And I just think it's so cool how the Lord does his thing so intimately in everyone's life. So um, feel free to share your, you know, your conversion story. Just share whatever's on your heart. Um, let the Lord speak through you. I'm excited. <laughs> right, me too. All right. So just to get started. Um, so I met my now husband in the fall of 2017. Um, he had actually moved here uh, from Louisiana as a youth minister right out of college. Uh, he used to come here on mission trips in college, actually. And um, so the church here, the Franciscan Mission Church here, offered him the job as the youth minister. So he moved here from Louisiana. He didn't know anybody but the priest. And so um, at the time, I was in a Southern Baptist church. I was raised Southern Baptist. Well, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church, uh, but I always tell people that my parents raised me just Christian. Like, they, they just were very open people they um they taught us on the bible they really did they were like you know we trust you to read this and interpret it as you feel called into calling god calling you to um and so i couldn't ask for a better upbringing better parents better family so um yeah so i met my husband that in 2017 and um we instantly just became best friends we hit it off we spent all the time together. We didn't even start dating for months later. We were just best friends. And out of that, um, we talked about our faith a lot. And um, so I remember specifically one time I had gone with him to, um, he was going to speak at a college, give a talk, a local college. And he invited me to come along for support. So I did. And um, on the way there, we got into this really deep, conversation uh specifically around john six and what catholics believe and he goes into the fact to the the whole you know 
my flesh is true flesh, my blood is true blood. And um, he was like, well, you know, like, I know Southern Baptists don't believe, you know, they believe it's a symbol, but Catholics take it literally. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, we believe that that's really Jesus in in our communion, in the Eucharist, and in the wine. And I was like, well, yeah, I believe that too. And he kind of paused a second and he was like, well, what do you mean you believe that? Because your church doesn't believe that. They believe it's a symbol. And that's something I never knew. Yeah. And so I was very mind blown at that point of um, my whole life. I had believed that the Lord's Supper I was getting at church was the body and blood of Jesus. I had taken it very literally. And so when I did my own research and found out that the church I attended did not believe that, it was almost like this identity crisis for me <laughs> because I had believed my whole life something and I was so reverently receiving this, you know, little cracker and this grape juice and just believing with all my heart that it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And coming to find out that that was not the truth. It was, it was a very painful thing for me. So at that point, um, it just, it became this wrestling in my soul of, okay, well, I believe this. I believe in true presence. So what, where do I go from here? I I didn't know what to do. And so at that point, um, a few months later we began dating and I kind of invited myself to mass. Um, I was like, (laughs) can I come see what this is about? Uh, and he was like, well, I mean, of course you're welcome here. Yeah. And uh, he was never pushy. He told me 800 times a day, I'm not trying to convert you. And I was <laughs> like, you don't have to say that. So I was the one that really pushed the way. Yeah. Um, and he was always so welcoming and he, he always just really helped me understand things. And, um, I'm forever grateful for him. And, um, so I started going to mass and I guess that would be like January of 2018. And um, from then on out, I was hooked. I went every Sunday after that. We went to daily mass together. Uh, But it wasn't until um, June 2019 that I converted, actually. Um, And I I had tried to before that. Uh, I really felt called to and I was ready to because that pain of being separated. When you're at mass so much... And you believe with all your heart that is Jesus and then you can't receive it. Mm-hmm. That pain is so deep and it only gets worse every time. Yeah. And so I had tried to talk to our priest who is also a dear friend. He is he is family. And so yeah. um and at that point we were we had gotten engaged. And so he really recommended, he said, I am not gonna sit here and withhold you from Jesus, obviously. He was but he did, he very gently gently explained it as you know maybe you should prayerfully focus on one sacrament at a time Mm -hmm. so I really prayed about that and um took his advice and focused on getting ready for marriage he did not want me to be overwhelmed he wanted me to take in every sacrament and the graces that it had so um I waited and in June of 2019 I was uh I converted and I was confirmed and received first communion and at that point, I was pregnant with my little girl. So it was just, it was the sweetest experience. Um, I, I'll, I'll never forget that day. It, it really was the best. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I can just hear the joy in your voice of <laughs> like how much that, I mean, just your whole story like means to you and how yeah. like, oh, it's just so beautiful. And it's so cool. And how like 
you know, your husband moving to Louisiana. Is that what you said? And it's like, yeah, he moved from Louisiana. We live in a Mississippi now and a yeah. very little rural place uh, with a lot of poverty. So he moved here to be a missionary and to help people here. And um, I always tell him, I'm like, you know, you moved here for me. You know, I really use the analogy of, you know, the, when Jesus says like, if a shepherd loses one sheep, he's going to go find it. And I tell Derek, I'm like, I, I was that one sheep that you needed to come find because for that, for my whole life, I believed something and Jesus saw that and he yep. knew that and he led the way. Yeah. And so I tell my husband all the time, I said, even if we would have never gotten married, if we would have stayed best friends, I'm like, I still would have owed everything to you and I would forever be grateful for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he got, God works in mysterious ways and I'm very thankful that I got a lifelong best friend mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> husband and father of my children out of it. But, uh, yeah. most importantly for, for the Eucharist, I just, it, it's like you said, it's just such a joyful thing that you search your whole life for something. And when you find it, it's like, look, like how does everyone see this? Yes. <laughs> Literally, it's so important and it's so cool because it's like when we find this, this, you know, the Lord, you know, in the Eucharist, it's like we we don't have to search for this longing in our heart. It's like the Lord is what we're longing for. Exactly. You, know? you, you, you have found heaven on earth. There, There's yeah. nothing more that your soul could want. Literally. Really. Yep. And there's days where we just start to pack in worldly things of like, you yeah. know, like, Oh, like I really need the Lord, but instead I'm gonna watch Netflix or do whatever. You know, um, the the spirit yeah. is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> yes, literally, absolutely. Oh, so good. I love that. I just think it's so cool of like how intentional the Lord is in details. Um, yes. you know, like yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I'm just at a loss for words. Do you know what ingredients are found in your daily skincare and makeup routine? Could there be toxins in all of your products that are silently impacting your health? There are so many brands out there that claim to be clean or organic or pure, but are they actually clean? Due to a lack of regulation, beauty and cosmetic companies often use ingredients known to be harmful in their products. Let me repeat that part again. There are toxic chemicals associated with hormone disruption, increased cancer risk, and more in many of the products we put on our bodies every day. Uh, absolutely no thanks. There's a better way and I'm so excited to share it with you. I found makeup and skincare that I genuinely love that is actually clean, toxin-free, and organic. They've set a completely new standard for me and I feel a million times better wearing makeup I know won't compromise my hormones, health, or happiness. And the real kicker, they actually perform like my old favorites without the unnecessary gunk. Can I get an amen? In a world where it's so hard to know if products are what they claim to be, I'm so grateful to have found this line. You can get $10 off the makeup and skincare brand I use, Crunchy, when you use my link in the episode description. It's time to ditch the chemicals and protect your body with clean beauty and skincare. You mentioned that, you know, the Eucharist has healed you. Um, how, how did that happen? I'd love to hear. All right. So a whole nother chapter of the story yeah. of my life. Uh, long story short. Uh, so I was born 
with uh, something called common variable immune deficiency, which in basic terms means that I was not born with the things that my body needs to fight illnesses. Um, Something as simple as a cold could have killed me. Um, So I was very, very sick growing up. Uh, A lot of surgeries. I had to be homeschooled, which was the greatest blessing ever. Um, Me and my siblings are so close because of it. But, um, you know, as a young kid, it's like, oh, my life is over. (laughs) I've lost all my friends. But um, no, anyway, so I had to be homeschooled and growing up was it was really difficult um because you know you're sick all the time you don't really get to participate in a lot you're different and um growing up I just I would pray all the time like God why don't you heal me why why would you give this to me like I don't understand and really that was my prayer all the way until I was a teenager and then one day I just kind of had this epiphany of you know, this is my story. This is my cross to carry. And if I am never healed on this earth, I will be healed one day. But also, if this is how I'm supposed to grow closer to Jesus, then let it be. This, this is the cross and I will carry it with joy. And so from then on, um, obviously I continued to stay sick. Um, a lot of really hard times, a lot of times wondering if I was going to see the next day, but At the same time, with chronic illness also comes a beautiful gift of seeing every single breath as such a gift. Um, And you truly are forced to find the joy in every little thing because you're not promised another day. So um, whenever I met Derek um, and started getting introduced into the Catholic faith and going to Mass, um, there was one part of the mass specifically that resonated so deeply in my soul. And it's right before communion. And it's when we say, you know, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And before I could receive Jesus, I knew that the Eucharist was the thing that I needed to be healed. I knew that with all of my heart and I didn't necessarily pray that hoping for physical healing but I did pray it in hopes that there would be some sort of um some sort of healing in my life um some sort of better quality of life so that I could you know do more things and be better and obviously we we always hope for some sort of healing but uh, I would that that little piece only say the word even though I could not receive the Eucharist I prayed that so deeply in my soul with so much faith and so much hope that if he saw it fit, he would give me some sort of healing. Um, And then right after we got engaged, uh, that would be in the, I guess the fall of like 2018, I got very deathly sick. Um, My um, immune numbers had dropped lower than they ever had before. And the doctors did not have answers the treatments were no longer working. Um, and so everyone was kind of at a loss of what to do. Um, and, uh, during that time I would go out with my mask because I, I couldn't get sick. If I got sick, it would have been over. So uh, I, I joked that I started the, uh, the pandemic mask trend. <laughs> so I had my cute little mask and I still went to mass every Sunday praying with so much faith that, um, that there would be some sort of healing. 
So um, whenever I was confirmed, I still so deeply believed that that the Eucharist would help me. It would help me get through. And um, it wasn't this instant healing. It wasn't that the first time I received it, everything was better. But slowly over time, uh, there was this change. Um, my numbers began to go up. Uh, the treatment started working. Uh, I was able to get off of 20 plus pills I was taking a day. Uh, and I, I was able to be a wonderful mom to my daughter. And I was able to be present with my husband. And I was able to start helping him in ministry again. And um, now here we are. Four, almost four years later, I'm no longer on any medicine. I do one treatment, one infusion treatment a month um, to help my levels stay stable enough to be a regular human. But other than that, um, I can confidently say that I am healed and I credit that fully to the Eucharist. Um, I go to the doctors and they don't have answers. They don't know what happened. They just say, you know, you got lucky. And I'm like, no, I got a miracle. You know, I tell my husband all the time, like you hear the Eucharistic miracles of the body turning. I'm like, I'm one of those. I am a Eucharistic miracle because I'm not supposed to still be here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've never really shared that part of my story before. Um, only my close, very close friends and my husband know, but um, and obviously it's not like this complete healing of where I'm no longer struggling or I no longer have this, but that God has given me this strength to continue his mission in my life. And, um, I may never be 100% healed here on earth, but I know with full confidence that I will be one day in heaven and that the Eucharist is the little taste of heaven that I get. And when I, when I miss a daily mass or I miss you know, a Sunday mass because I'm home with a sick kid, I feel it. I get, um, it's, it's a hard toll on my body. And I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I didn't get the Eucharist. I'm struggling. Like I need it. (laughs) You know, I gotta go to daily mass. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, I, the doctors kind of look at me and give me an, we don't know what happened. And I'm just, I'm very confident that Jesus in the Eucharist healed me. He touched me. He became one with me. And, and, through his resurrection, I have experienced a resurrection. So, yeah, that is a beautiful gift that I will forever be thankful for. And as long as it lasts and as long as this healing is happening, I will thank him and give him all the praise and glory. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm literally just at such a loss for words. It's so, so cool how the Lord works. Like, yeah. How his presence is so, so true in the Eucharist and oh I'm just literally at a loss for words I'm like what do I say what do I say next and that's people would ask me of like you know well how could you even say that and it's it's just this I just know it and like it is a hard thing because my family is not Catholic so you know they look at me and they see that something's taking place and they're not going to fully understand it Um, and there's people who would probably think I was insane for saying that, but I just, I just know, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the chosen in that first Mm -hmm. uh, episode when Jesus touches Mary Magdalene and calls her by name. And it's like, it's a very similar experience for me of, you know, he, he touched me and 
he I received him and like that healing took place. And that that's that's the best visual representation I could give to you is that you know he just holds her and it's the same thing happened to me and just it's it's something that you can't put into words, but it is a beautiful, a beautiful gift and um, a story that I know he has given me to share. So, yeah, absolutely. Literally. And thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, it's so beautiful to, to hear these, you know, these stories in, you know, just your life and how the Lord has worked because, you know, I grew up Catholic my entire life. So, you know, for someone like you to first off, not even be Catholic, you know, to begin and then like to experience the Lord in such a deep way and then to be healed by him. It's like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you don't have to be Catholic your entire life to receive, you know, such depths of a miracle from him. No. And you don't have to have it all figured out. Even if you were Catholic, you don't have to have all the information to be healed by him. He, he simply just wants to give himself and Mm -hmm. to let his will be done. And if you're you're open to that will and you surrender yourself to it that that is the best thing that could happen to you into your life truly you know nothing that we could ever do for ourselves could compare to the will that he has and the story that he has very intentionally written for each of our lives yep amen and i and i think it also allowed like you know you sharing your miracle of like excuse me being healed it's like that allows me to kind of open my eyes of like there are miracles happening happening every day in my own life and they might they don't have to be this big huge you know like yeah I don't know billboard worthy miracle you know no, no like uh, there's a happening there's a quote that I love and I'm not exactly sure who it's from but it's uh you know we can either see everything as a miracle or nothing as a miracle mm-hmm. and when you really change your perspective of seeing every single breath every single heartbeat yeah. every single just being around you God's creation as a miracle and life and just all the things that takes place for our bodies to function and to live it life is such a miracle that it will just you you could sit there and just dwell on that for such a long time of like you're experiencing a miracle right now there is this life being formed within you that God has this beautiful intricate plan for that you don't even know that your husband doesn't even know but that god holds this plan so close to him it he puts so much love and thought into it and he does that for each of his children and you know his children are not just the people in his church his children is every single human life on this planet and he he just has this beautiful loving tenderly father love and plan for each one of us. And he wants the best for us. Yep. And um, there is a miracle in all things. And there is joy in all things. And uh, when you change your perspective to see that. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful life to live. It is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I know um, there's a podcast. I think it's called the Moving Mountains Podcast. Um, it's a newer Catholic podcast. And they share miracles. That's, a, that's what they share. Um, on every episode oh, it's just tons of different miracles and so um if you guys want to yeah just be exposed to more of the lord's um miraculous works go listen to their podcast um it's i haven't listened to it yet because sometimes I'm, I'm trying to work on silence right now <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> um, but i know and i've heard great things of their podcast so uh, make sure you guys go check that out if you're interested um 
but yeah, miracles are just insane. And yeah, just as you said, like even just like thinking of the miracle of life, like experiencing pregnancy and that myself, but thinking like that was me too. Like I was once that tiny little miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't, I haven't always been this six foot tall, long lengthy <laughs> human lady, you know, <laughs> like I was once, you know, smaller than the size of a pencil tip. Like mm-hmm. I was at one point that miracle for my parents. And so it's mm-hmm. like, and you still are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, how cool is that? And so then it just makes me like, realize how precious life really is of yeah. like, wow, like I am grateful that I have today. Like, yeah. And that's all I need. And there's things yeah. where it's like, oh, I need this to comfort me and this to comfort me. It's like, no, I need the Lord. And like, that's it. That's it. And <laughs> you take everything you need... away from me. Yeah. There, there is always something to be grateful for. And the Lord is in all things. He really is. So yeah. Yeah. just look yeah. around you encounter blessings and, you know, there's that new funny song. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, my daughter loves it, but it's called I'm So Blessed by Cain. And it's like, on my best day, I'm a child of God. And on my oh, worst yeah. day, I'm a child of God. And yeah. like, I'm simply blessed because of who God is and who I am in him. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's the truth. It really yeah. is. And my daughter dances to it all day long, but we're dancing around the kitchen singing how blessed we are. So, And that's so good. Attitude of gratitude is what we need more in this world. I think sometimes we get so bogged down with, well, she has this and she has that and they have this. And, you know, like we just compare ourselves and it's like, no, like take a step back. The Lord is blessing you right now. Yes, You know, like it's so easy to think we need everything. We have to have all these things, but I've just been like, Lord, like, take stuff away from me. Like, make my life harder. Like, yeah, you know, and like, I'm going to experience that in stepping into motherhood of like, oh, um, yes, <laughs> like losing my freedom of like, um, you know, not being able to just, you know, wake up and tidy up the house right away. Like, I'm going to have a baby to feed and take care of and <laughs> who needs yeah, me. It's, it's, a tr- it's a true surrender. Um, Every yeah. day you have to wake up and just say, Lord, what do you want from me today? I yeah. give my to-do list. I give my plans. I give them to you. Ask, please, please put peace in them and, and show me what, how can I serve you today through my family? Yeah. Like yeah. it is an ultimate surrender and it's, it's, a beautiful gift when you can learn that surrender and it takes time. Trust me, you will be frustrated, yep. but uh, when you can learn that surrender of not my will, but yours be done. It is this, this, this freedom that's yeah. never been found before. You know, people say you lose your freedom. I, I really say you find it, you yeah. know, in the Lord. Yeah. So. Yep. Amen. That's so good. Such a great <laughs> reminder for me too, of like, you know, like, this is my vocation. And this is where I'm called to be. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to have my frustrating days of where I'm like, okay, what's happening? But yes. I'm also, like, entering into the most beautiful thing that I ever could have. Like, I've always wanted to be a mom. Yeah. You know, I've always, always, always wanted to be a mom. And I'm like, here it is, so close, yeah. you know, like, to meeting my baby. And I just can't wait. Yeah. Obviously, the time this is out, you guys will already have known about my baby on Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm just... I'm excited for that season, but even um, whether or not you're going through a transition like this, like the Lord still blesses you daily. The Lord still does so much to, to and for us daily. Um, And so just entering into our relationship with the Lord is a daily 
relationship, just as we do with our spouses and our friends, um, you know, and our family, like it's a daily day by day journey. Yes. Um, you know, I can't say I, I can't give a, advice to someone who's been married for 50 years because I've been married for like, you know, not even quite a year yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like the Lord and, works. And, yes. And we're all on this beautiful journey and, you know, you say you can't give advice to a 50 year old married, I mean, a 50 couple married for 50 years. Yep. But I would say that you could because y'all are still in this phase of this newlyweness. And like yeah. younger couples are an example to older couples and older couples are an example, younger couples. And God gives us each other to learn from one another, to see him in one another and, and, and to just grow. We're all we're all on this journey to heaven together. And, um, you know, whatever season of life you're in, um, you're not the only one in that season. And there's someone who's been there before you and there's someone who's going to come behind you. And it's each, each of our parts to always just help one another to heaven and help one another see the miracles in the daily life. Yeah. Amen to that. Are you a bride to be and currently find yourself overwhelmed with all the aspects of wedding planning? Girl, I was there too. Don't worry. I remember the wedding planning phase and it was a lot to do. But look no further, I have something perfect for you. White Lily Weddings is a Catholic wedding planning company with a team of planners all over the United States. Marie, the owner of White Lily Weddings and her team, are passionate about creating a day that magnifies the goodness of God and emphasizes the sacramental graces in marriage. You can learn more about their Catholic wedding planning services at whitelilyweddings.com or visit them on Instagram at white.lily.weddings. All of these links are in the episode description. Yeah, as we kind of shift the conversation a little bit here, um, I wanted to open the conversation for advice you have um, for the woman who's converting or considering converting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what, whatever you kind of learned along the way you want to share, feel free yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. The advice um, from someone who has been Catholic almost four years now. I do not have it all figured out. I do not know everything. I have yet to read the catechism front to back. Um, you know, if you ask me what I'd believed, I'd tell you what I know. But uh, I think the thing that I was, the lie that the devil used for me was very much, um, well, you don't know everything. How can you convert to something that you don't know? You don't know fully what the Catholic Church believes. Um, and so I would just say, if you are considering converting or in the process of converting, um, you don't have to know it all. Um, life is this beautiful journey of learning and growing and becoming the person God wants you to be. You're not, you're not going to convert and be this wise scholar who knows everything, you know, um, if Jesus has put it on your heart that this is where he wants you to be and you know this is where you want to be just do it uh because he he will teach you along the way he will guide you along the way he will put those people in your life to teach you and um so yeah just you don't have to have it all figured out life life is a journey life is a classroom so be ready to learn and be open to it and um i promise you you will not regret it yep amen and like even me 
not, you know, growing up Catholic, just as I had mentioned earlier, like, I don't have it figured out. Like, nobody does. We're all just trying to figure it out. (laughs) Yep. Literally. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the beauty of how you mentioned how we're made to, you know, get to heaven together. Mm -hmm. Uh, The beauty of the community that we have and learning from each other and like, Um, you know, just through you sharing your story of like, wow, how cool is that? Like I get to, you know, different things that I get to pull away from your story and take to prayer. And, um, you just through sharing our lives with each other, like that is getting each other to heaven. Whether you're having a deep conversation about something in the catechism (laughs) or not, (laughs) we're still always in this journey of, um, getting each other to heaven. Um, you know, whether that's holding the door for someone or, you know, buying someone's coffee who's in the line behind, you know, who's in the vehicle behind you in the drive-thru or exactly uh, just the smallest of little, of little ways that we get to be a gift to each other. Um, you know, it's like, it makes me want to enter into that more of like, like there's people getting me to heaven. Like I want to be, be that more to more people, you know? Um, Yeah. But yeah, really like, that's a great piece of advice that I, I need kind of needed for myself too of like we're never gonna have it all figured out like Mm -hmm. in reality we're human yes (laughs) some days we try to be superhumans but we never can do that and and that and what a gift that is because that points us right back to Jesus of like hey I'm not enough here but you are so please take it off because I can't do this (laughs) yes no I love that and that makes us um, yeah, have to rely on the Lord more because we obviously can't do it all on our own. We don't have these human powers to heal each other or mm. have the right answers for everything. It's like, you know, we always have this like, okay, Lord, what's, what's next? I feel like that's kind of a thing that at least I've been thinking about a lot. Like, okay, like what's, what's next, especially being an entrepreneur. It's like, you're constantly the one in control yes. um, of your business. I have two of them, so I'm probably insane, but <laughs> You know, like, what, like, Lord, what do you want me to do next in this business? Like what? And it's like, I've learned to have to just slow down and let him teach me yeah, uh, and learn and just go with the flow of like, you know, he's, he's got it planned out. He's, he's yeah. got it figured out. He'll invite me into what needs to be done each day. Yes. That's all I need to worry about. Um, That's right. You're, you know. you're the instrument and he is the music musician. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And that's through anything any everyone's life that's how he works um and so um yeah really just reminding ourselves of how can i be the hands and feet of jesus today and what is he inviting me into um instead of letting our to-do list you know may be the structure for that you know yeah hashtag guilty over here me too me too i definitely worship my to-do list a little too much i would agree i struggle with that a lot too um and there's days where like I approach my to-do list as this is going to be my success for the day. And there's days where I'm like, I just got to clear my brain, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, so there, there's a to-do list can be good, but we can get mistakenly into this trap of my, t- I mentioned this in another episode recently, and I don't remember which one, <laughs> but um, we can get focused on our to-do list being the center of our day and God revolving around that, or God can be the center of our day. And our to-do list revolves around that. So it's like, Amen. instead Amen. of just putting God as a bullet point on our checklist, putting him yes. in every single bullet point of, Lord, come do the dishes with me. Lord, come sweep the floors. Lord, yeah. um, you know, come to work with me. Help me do this task. 
XYZ, everything yeah. and putting him in the center, um, which I'm speaking to myself right now. I got to take my own advice. Well, but, I'm taking it all in. I am. You know, <laughs> I need it too. Reminder. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he's in all, he's in all of those things. He's in the dishes. Yeah. He's in the laundry. If, yeah. if, if you just have the grace to see him there, you know, he'll meet yeah. you there. Yep. Absolutely. Same thing. I even just remember like being in college. I know I have college, you know, people listening or people who are in school. It's like the Lord is in those difficult classes that you're like, why do I have to take an English class or no, that's probably not. Why do I have to take a music class to get a marketing degree? You know, like yeah. those, like, why do I have to do this? But like the Lord is in everything. Yeah. Um, and so taking it as an opportunity. It's like, whether or not you remember what you learned in that class in, you know, the month after it's over, like, yeah more importantly show up as the face of Jesus to those people in your class because they might not know who Jesus is they might not know um, Mm -hmm. the love of Jesus and so um, you know we oh that's that's you know I believe one of our main you know um, missions as humans on earth and being children of God is sharing him with others and sharing his love so smile (laughs) be happy I know it's hard because I we've both been there college uh, yeah you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is the right word. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, just approaching every season of life, whether it's good, beautiful, you feel like you're on the top of the mountain or you feel like you're in rock bottom, like, yeah. you know, the Lord is there with you, uh, doing it all with you. Yeah. <laughs> amen. You. Yeah. And then yeah. Jesus had that human experience. There is nothing that you can go through that he has not already. Yeah. And there is so much consolation in that. Yes, absolutely. And there's also uh, mentioning, you know, the saints of like, the saints have done so much, you know, and they're they're obviously imperfect humans, just like us, Yes. (laughs) you know, and they struggle with the same things as us. And they, it's like, you know, I don't know. And sometimes it's hard to wrap my mind around that. Like they weren't perfect either. Like, no. You know, St. Therese failed the spelling test. You know, like, she wasn't perfect. (laughs) Or, like, all the different saints all had their own imperfections. And it's, like, how eye-opening is that, that they're recognized by the Catholic Church to be a saint? It's, like, we get this opportunity to learn from them, too, of, like, and pray for that with their intercession and, you know. So, go find a saint. If if you guys are, like, you know, in a season of struggling, go find a saint that struggled with the same thing. Learn about their story, pray with them, get to know them, buy, find a sticker or something with their, you know, image or a quote or print out, print it out and put it somewhere around your, you know, your space that you live daily. Um, Yeah. Whether it's at work that you're there all day or at home or both, you know? Um, Yeah. Really just, you know, inviting our saint friends into our journey too. Um, Something that I always like to mention. (laughs) No, that, that's a great, I mean, that's great advice because I mean, it all goes back to the whole point of helping each other to heaven. God has given this, given us these people that have gone before us Mm -hmm. that have walked through what we've walked through and harder and sometimes less than we walked through, you know, but they, they are each a part of the beautiful human story that are just, you know, it, it just shows you that you don't have to have it all together. But if you just hand yourself over to God's will and like let his will be done, great things can still come from our lives. You know, we, yeah. he doesn't need us at all. He, he doesn't. It's like, you know, it's, it's OK. He wants your imperfections. He yeah. wants your 
your failures. He wants your, you know, sometimes we feel really stupid when we don't do well in school or we don't know what we're doing. He wants all of that. Yeah. And, um, but no, our identity doesn't come from any of that, yeah. you know? And he loves, he loves those things about us because he created us with those things. Like, exactly. The thing I have to remind myself of is like these little things that I might not like about myself or, you know, whatever the yeah. Lord like loves, like he yes. created me like that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, why am I always so hard on myself about, you know, some certain things? And it's like, no, like the Lord loves these things about me. Like, although yeah. I see them as like my failures and my weaknesses, like, yeah, they might be, but the Lord loves those about me. And that's how I can grow, you know, closer relationship with him and other and other people through those weaknesses of like, I don't have this gift. Like I have to rely on the Lord to receive something or, you know, work with someone else yes. to like receive that or to experience that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. We need each other. We do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I could not imagine being alone on this earth. Oh my gosh. Oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> be so awful. Yeah. <laughs> like lonely the first minute, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Lord's plan and creation for everything is just beautiful. Yes. So cool. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. God is good. Um, oh, so we start to kind of wrap up. Um, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? So this can relate to anything um, in the, in the topic uh, or okay. not. Okay. Whatever you want to share, feel free. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm really just going to, the point we've been talking about the whole time of, well, number one, we need one another. You know, I'm, I'm not the person that has a group of friends. I am not the one that um, has the girls nights and the girls trips. And, uh, but for the, for the woman that is experiencing that as well, of feeling like left out and feeling like, you know, listening to us talk about how we need each other. When we say that we don't need you, we don't mean that you need a big group of friends. We don't mean Mm -hmm. that you have got to, you know, have these picture perfect friend group pictures or whatever. We just mean that um, every single person that you come into contact with in your daily life, whether the waitress at your table or the, um, the cashier through the drive through or the lady at the bank, or uh, the man at the gas station, any of it, God has placed each and every single one of those people on your path for a reason, and we need one another. Like you said, we you may be the only example of Jesus that that person will ever see in their life. How far a simple smile can go. I had an experience one time. There was a homeless man sitting outside of Walmart, and I just smiled at him, and I walked in, and that was it. And I came out and he stopped me and he said, you're the first person to look at me today. Thank you. You made my day. And it was like, I just looked at him and smiled. So imagine just what a kind word could do. You know, we need each other. You know, you need them. They need you. So find opportunities uh, to be Jesus to somebody and to help somebody to heaven. That doesn't mean that you have to have this 10 year long relationship with them. Mm -hmm. It can be a five second encounter. But we are each a part of this plan that is far greater than we could ever imagine. And um, each person you come into contact with is a part of that plan. So just find the opportunity to to be that light. Because 
if it wasn't for my husband, if it wasn't for him sharing his faith with me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And because he reached out to me because he was a friend to me, you know, I know who Jesus is in the Eucharist and, um, what a beautiful gift. So just be a friend to someone, be, be Jesus to somebody. Yeah. Amen. I'm once again at a loss for words because you just said it so well of, yeah, whether your your path, you know, is crossed for five seconds or, you know, more of a lifelong, you know, relationship, whatever that is, like everyone is there for a reason. Yes. Um, you know, even just like thinking of like when you're grocery shopping, everyone who's in that store is there for a reason. Yeah. Like you were like you were meant to encounter them. So it's like um, that's even like, um, I love wearing like Christian apparel, um, and things that reflect Jesus. Um, because it's like, I'm not going to have the opportunity to maybe smile at every single person, but it's like, if one person sees the Bible verse on my shirt, um, or if once one person sees, you know, maybe the cross, the crucifix necklace I wear, or, you know, um, like we also have the opportunity to I don't like saying like evangelize, but share the Lord with others through even yeah. just what we wear. Um, so that's something that I like to always keep in mind of like, you know, what am I like even wearing too that can share the Lord? Like, you know, um, yes. and it doesn't have to, obviously we don't have to have this shirt that's like, like bright yellow. So everyone reads it. Like you can, you know, dress yeah. accordingly, but like, I love to you, wear. You don't have to be a billboard son. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, a, that's well said right there. Um, you know? But it's like we have this opportunity to, yeah, just as you um, shared your little encounter with the homeless man of like, yeah, he was he wasn't recognized at all that day. No one looked at him. Like, how awful would you feel if no one recognized your presence daily? Yeah, you know. Um, so that's just once again the reminder of how powerful um, a simple smile can be, or um, just saying like hello, or you know, have a great day to someone. Yeah. Um, you know. It's not, I think we overcomplicate it as women. We do. Um, yeah. Like, I have to have this picture perfect plan of how I'm going to encounter every single person. It's like, no, the Lord gives us the graces in the moment for a reason. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, yes. This is such a fun conversation. So, um, yeah, before we leave, where can people follow, follow you? Feel free to share Instagram and share about your small business as well. Yeah. So, um, like I said in the beginning, I am a Catholic small business owner. Um, a little story about that just really fast. Uh, yeah. Whenever I converted uh, or before I converted, I, you know, the saints are obviously a big deal in the Catholic church. Yeah. And um, I remember asking my now husband, um, you know, like if all these saints had such joyful lives and such great experiences with God, why do they look so sad? <laughs> all of the older paintings of them just look so sad. Yeah. And um, I remember being like, where is the joy? And out of that prayer, it kind of became my business. I'm um, simply joyful prince. Um, so I create modern Catholic art. Um, our little tagline is simply sharing the joy of the Lord through modern Catholic art. Um, and it's just modern depictions of the saints and the Lord and just the happiness, the joy that comes when you live with Jesus. So uh, you can follow me um, on socials at simply joyful prince. Or um, I have an Etsy shop, um, Simply Joyful Print without an S. Uh, that was already taken when I made my shop. So we're just Simply Joyful Print on Etsy. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Yes, and I'll have her Instagram in the episode description. So go follow along. Um, 
if her story resonated with you, please reach out, message her. She'd love to hear from you. Um, have a conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a great um, joy to just get to know you a little bit more and your story. Um, yeah. And just have you share. It's such a, such a blessing. <laughs> well, thank you, Whitney. Thank you for what you do here. Um, your podcast is a gift to a lot of people. So thank you for letting God use your gifts and growing the church. Um, so thank you for giving me this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. Yes. And thank you. Yeah. Once again, such a joy. (laughs) Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.